If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for October 17th, 2010. And just a brief rundown of the table of contents for today. We're going to be looking at the UFO sightings that have just recently happened over New York City and a lot of other places for that matter. And um, some very interesting parallels with these crystal skulls that I have discussed in other studies uh, actually were reunited at a regathering ceremony, these 13 crystal skulls, in New York City at the same time this all happened, or actually right before it happened. And um, there's very interesting parallels there. We're going to be also looking at the potential for martial law and economic, and or economic collapse in the next, pretty much between now and the next three months in the USA, and obviously that would affect things globally. Uh, we're going to be looking at that. And um, we're also going to be looking at Rick Warren, how he is totally yoked up now with the uh, with Islam, the Muslims, and he's making no apologies for that. And also looking at a lot of other things regarding the hypocrisy of Islam, uh, how they permit wife beating. Uh, we're going to look at the beheading of of a man named Paul Johnson that they beheaded openly. Um, he was in the military. And that was a while back, but we're going to be kind of looking at that as well. I'm also going to be looking at the um, the fact that they have they're bringing this halal, which is this ritually sacrificed or ritually, as they would term it, blessed food, uh, Islamic. How that is creeping its way into the world food chain, and. Um, even into a lot of mainstream restaurants. So that's something that's pretty important to look at. And then also taking another look at illegal immigration and a listener comment that didn't agree with me regarding my stance on it and what my response was to him. So let's go ahead and we'll get started here into the first part of our study. And as usual, what I'll try to do is intersperse a lot of Bible in the studies so that we're not just looking at this from a secular standpoint and getting our eyes fixated on that particular situation. Uh, We want to look at it from a biblical standpoint and looking at this on how it actually will confirm the Bible so that this will be something that will actually increase your faith and not decrease it. And giving you, you know, the ultimate solution to the problems which is through the Lord Jesus Christ and the sword of the Spirit which is the Word of God. As, uh, as, you know, as a born-again believer in, in Jesus Christ, this is how we need to approach things. So, first article is UFO sightings uh, regarding uh, New York. And most of you are probably aware of this, but I'm going to go ahead and just read this for, for those of you that may not have heard of this yet. Uh, is the establishment conditioning us for the arrival of extraterrestrials? Could they have an agenda for doing so? Recent reporting of genuine events such as multiple UFOs uh, that forced the closing of separate airports in China. Now that happened, you know, in the last couple months, I believe it's happened on different occasions, where they have sighted multiple UFOs in the the skies over China and actually closed down whole airports as a result of it. And I've got a link here. There's a link to every little story here. So 
The PDF will be available on contendingfortruth.com for the October 17, 2010 teaching. I do apologize that many of the teachings right now, uh, previous teachings, and I mean going back probably six months or more, not like any of the recent ones, but many of the older ones right now are disabled. Uh, the site is, is dependent, our website is somewhat dependent on another website, um, and what happened in the last week, and what's kind of continuing to be happening, is those links tend are deteriorating. And it's probably just Satan, and, and I would ask you to pray about it, uh, but they're deteriorating. We can't get any help from the actual uh, div share uh, provider, and as a result, the PDFs and the audios are not are deteriorating, and they're not they're increasingly not playing more and more and more. Unfortunately, it's totally out of my hands that particular matter. Um, the man that he goes by the handle High Calling. I would ask that you pray for him in that website itself, um, and. Um, as because our site is dependent on that site, and the reason that is so is because when I had to leave Sermon Audio so abruptly, um, of course I had never even got a warning from them ever, and they just all of a sudden up and decided I needed to go, which I knew the day was coming that was going to happen. They didn't give me um, hardly any notice at all, so the most direct way we could get these teachings up and running were to link to this other site where they were already up and running instead of trying to reinvent the wheel and put them up ourselves. Now, I did a whole lot of that as it was, um, but these other teachings, anything that has a div share thing, they're dependent on this other site. And as a result, um, we're not in the greatest position on the previous teachings right now. Now, you can go up to YouTube and key in Dr. Scott Johnson or Scott Johnson, and key in whatever subject you want to find, and you'll, you'll find the teachings, pretty much all of them are up on YouTube, by different various people. So that's, that's still an option. It's not like they're not available, but the problem with the YouTube teachings is most of them are linked back to Sermon Audio, and there's not a whole lot I can do about it, because I'm not the one that put the teachings up. But you can just see how Satan has fought us every step of the way, trying to get this information out. That's why I said a long time ago on Sermon Audio, if, if, if you have the ability to just uh, archive these MP3s somewhere on your computer, or, or whatever you feel led to do, because there's going to come a day in time when they're not going to be available. And... Um, so, I just wanted to kind of give you a little heads up there. Uh, let's go further here. So, recent event, recent reporting of genuine events such as multiple UFOs that are forcing the closing of separate airports in China. Also, stories covering the release of new UFO books written by credible ex-military. Uh, and, and again, they just had that conference in Washington, Washington D.C., I believe at the National Press Club, where they had <laughs> all these guys, ex-military, coming out you know, about UFO accounts and testimonies that they had had while serving in the military. Very credible people. The next thing is UFOs tampering with nuclear devices, and that's what a lot of these, these ex-military talked about. Many of them were very high-ranking. Uh, also, the discovery of, of a, quote, habitable planet near Earth, meaning, well, if there's a habitable planet near Earth, there must be aliens because... Somebody's got to be inhabiting it, right? See, they're just what they're trying to do with this whole agenda is try to 
disprove God exists, disprove the God of the Bible. Like any of these things does that, but in their mind it does. Because they don't they can't look in the Bible and see little green men in the Bible, and therefore they say, well, because the Bible doesn't talk about this particular subject in depth, that the God of the Bible is not true. And actually, I use the Bible to prove the exact opposite. And again, you can just key in Nephilim um, or UFOs. In uh, right now, I, I would go to YouTube and um, Scott Johnson Nephilim or UFOs these types of things, and you'll find the teachings I've done on these subjects up there. And actually, I've used it to do to hopefully increase people's faith, not to uh, decrease it. Because I did a teaching, uh, I believe it was called UFOs, The Next Great Challenge for the Church. I think I even gave a link to that in this teaching. And um, with that, what I'm trying to do is reconcile the whole UFO alien thing with the Bible, so that when this stuff really starts to go down, and it really is starting to go down, obviously, I mean, we're seeing more and more overt things occurring. There's not to mention all the stuff that that Hollywood has done to prepare the way for this. Um, But we need to have an answer to the unsaved, and even to the saved, when this stuff starts to go down, because most people are going to get sucked up in this strong delusion. And Doubt it not, this is one of the main components of the strong delusion God talks about in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Uh, it, it, it is. There's, there's no doubt that this is part of it. I'm not saying it's the only aspect, but it is definitely going to be a major component. So we need to just have ways we can uh, deal with this from a biblical standpoint when talking to people. So let's go further. Uh, then... Also, a bizarre, a bizarre story about the Pope's astronomer saying that he would gladly baptize an alien if asked. Now, I've reported on all these stories separately in recent weeks. So you can go back and listen to some of the other studies, uh, if you like, regarding any of these individually. Uh, and then the pending appointment of a UN space ambassador, uh, which this is the, the woman they're going to appoint that basically is going to be the one that when the aliens land on planet Earth officially... Okay, as though they're saying, this is going to be like the whole classic "take me to your leader" garbage. Well, this is the one they're going to take her. They're going to take uh, the aliens to this particular woman who works through the United Nations, and she's going to smooth everything over and make sure the aliens are are happy. Um, anyway, uh, so. All of these things are, from a secular standpoint, increasingly bringing legitimacy to this phenomenon. I mean, I said from a secular, not bringing it legitimacy to me or to somebody that understands the issue, but to them they are. So, let's go further here. Um, October 13th, reports of UFO activity over New York City went ultra-viral. Twitter erupted with reports of numerous unknown objects in the sky. The story has gone so viral that ABC and the New York Daily News reported it. On October 13th, several dozen UFOs were sighted over over New York City. The sightings began around midday and lasted until early evening. Now, this wasn't something where they were just streaking through the sky. This was something where they were up there in a fixed position for hours on end. So literally, I would say, they're saying hundreds saw it. No, 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 no. More likely millions saw it. Because there's millions of people that live in New York City. So, and they were right there for the whole... 
you know, New York City to see. And you can go up, and I'll, I give you the links to all these articles. You can go up and watch the footage. Um, not to say it wasn't possibly a Project Blue Beam thing where they were pro- projecting holograms into the sky. Whether they were real or whether it was Project Blue Beam, the, the point is, is there's a conditioning that's taking place here. So, uh, they were sighted by thousands, if not millions, and filmed by witnesses and television crews. Multiple UFOs, multiple videos of the UFOs have been already broadcast. There was no official comment from the government authorities over the source of the UFOs uh, that maintained a steady position for hours on end. Okay, so I think the days of these UFOs just streaking through the sky and somebody saying, hey, I saw it, and then another guy looking up and saying, wow, where's it at now? I think those days are over. <laughs> it's to the point now where it's becoming this flagrant. The FF, the FAA said nothing showed up on radar and it had no advance reports of balloons being launched in the area. The October 13th sighting would be like so many other unexplained UFO sightings over major cities, except for one notable exception. Stanley A. Fullman, a retired NORAD general, actually predicted on October he actually predicted, and this is a retired NORAD general, predicted that on October 13, 2010, which was the same day all this happened, as the date that extraterrestrial visitors would appear as the initial step in a process to educate the world public that we are not alone. So, that adds even more credibility, because people were waiting for this date, and then all of a sudden, it happens. So, for a lot of people, now we're really getting into this, you know, confirmation of, of information and uh, from a secular standpoint. So, yeah, a lot of people were very, very impressed. Astonishingly, his prediction was validated by the mass UFO sightings in New York, as well as other major cities that you might not have heard about. Could the UFO... And again, I give you all the links to check all this out on the other videos. There was uh, San Francisco was one of the places as well, uh, Malaysia, uh, Russia. So there was other places where this happened. So could the UFO sightings of October 13th be the first step in extraterrestrials, indisputably revealing themselves to the world public, as Fulham claims, and. Um, Fox News New York reports on major sightings throughout New York City. This is how they reported it. Uh, The NYPD, New York Police Department, and the FAA fielded numerous phone calls Wednesday afternoon from freaked out New Yorkers who say they saw UFOs hovering over Manhattan. Callers said they saw strange silver objects bobbing and hovering in the sky. Now, they interviewed a lot of these people, and and when you watch the videos, you'll see them being interviewed, and, and I didn't personally see one person who had a negative reaction to the UFOs. It was more one of excitement. Oh, some of them went, said something to the effect of, oh yeah, we're not alone, this is a wonderful thing. And, and what you're seeing here is that basically the, the, the little green men are going to come here with their advanced technology and bail out humanity. Which is kind of like the whole theme of a lot of different alien shows. Okay. Inwardly, though, there's another agenda. <laughs> and you just look at V, this, the miniseries V, which I just got confirmation that they're going to start crank up the third season of V. And they keep accelerating that show. I got it actually from uh, a lady 
Um, she's a listener, but she works at a television station in Texas, and she gave me the itinerary for the next V season, v season and I believe it's starting on January 1st. They're really trying to drive home this whole concept. And with V, again, you're getting... Um, you're getting these aliens that come with this benevolent facade, but in reality, in like the Bible says, inwardly they're like ravening wolves, and they come and they say, well, "We're going to help you. We're going to um, we're going to give you this medical technology. That we're going to you know basically cures to all the diseases that we would have, and in uh, free energy technology. And if you look at these people that are really, really actively pursuing UFO disclosure, they sicken me." Because they would sell their souls, and you can tell they would sell their souls, for whatever technology or whatever trinkets and baubles that the, that the aliens are going to come and present to us. As that guy Friedman, and there's, there's a whole host of them um, that are either ex-military and or UFO researchers that have been on the scene for years and years and years. And the one common theme you will always see these guys talk about is the fact that we want their technology. That's what we really want, because that's going to solve all of our problems and going to make everything just perfectly and wonderful, and we're going to be able to have this utopia where we're going to have free energy, plenty of food, all the, all the you know... Um, well, advanced medical care, I guess you would say. And um, they act as though they're going to have that and there's going to be no price to pay for it. But there's going to be a serious price to pay. And we've got into that in, in previous teachings. And I mean, even if you look at V, they're telling you right there. <laughs> they're telling you right there that these things are evil. They're admitting it openly. But what it's going to be is it's going to be good cop, bad cop. When this all goes down most likely in conjunction with um, these uh, Ascended Masters making coming on the scene, uh, like Maitreya and these types of things. And Maitreya has been very open and said, you know, the UFOs are good, they're our space brethren, and actually they all work for me, essentially. And they're going to act as though they're their leaders. And how intimidating is that going to be to the average person when you've got these gigantic ships potentially appearing over major cities... And um, talk about intimidation factor, which, and again, you see this theme over and over and over again in, in, in Hollywood, where they're having all of these gigantic UFOs appearing over major cities, and then, you know, the person in charge of them steps to the forefront saying, you know, here I am, I'm, I'm, I'm the man, I've got it all figured out, I control these things, and, um, you know, I have, it, it, there's going to be a lot of intimidation factor, um, regarding this whole matter. So, again, this is why you need to understand this issue and you need to have your house built on the solid rock of Jesus Christ so that when the waves come and the winds come, you, you don't have your house built on sand and you're not going to be swept away in this strong delusion that is on the horizon here. This is also most likely going to be in conjunction with, with most likely something like World War III, major cataclysmic events, uh, possibly some type of plague like, um, let's say, H1N1, um, bird flu, swine flu, some type of plague, uh, also false flag nuclear events, 
terrorist attacks, you name it. I really believe when this stuff goes down, there is going to be... What Satan would want is maximum shock value. So that people are so traumatized and their adrenal glands are so shot because of the stress that they're going to basically give in to anything. Whatever, just make it go away is going to be pretty much the attitude when he comes on the scene. So, it's going... The the New World Order, I believe, is going to be ushered in with maximum trauma uh, in order to get the most people on board. I mean, if you were Satan, wouldn't that be the way you kind of would want to orchestrate things? And we've been conditioned. We've already been conditioned. And things are going downhill economically. And there's all these... I understand talks of wars and rumors of wars and things of this nature. Um, which Jesus Christ predicted there would be, among other things. And then we're going to also see, then see the lying signs and wonders, which is the very primary way that the Antichrist and the false prophet are going to deceive the whole world through miracles, lying signs, and wonders. The Bible makes that very clear. Very clear in Revelation. So this is what, we should actually be expecting this, looking for something like this, and actually, this should be increasing our faith, because the Bible does predict it. Okay, so let's get into the next part. Uh, so what media sources covering the New York UFO sightings failed to mention was that from 6.45pm of the same day, October 13th, the FAA had closed down air operations at New York's three airports for one hour. So they actually closed down their airports as well for about an hour. But they didn't mention that on the news. They're, they're still downplaying this in America. They're, they're not wanting this to be front page news at this point. And then I give you a link here um, to watch all the videos. Actually, I give you several links if you want to watch the videos. There's, there's screenshots of the UFOs. Um, there's a lot of stuff up there. This isn't something that's debatable. Okay, it's not like you can say, oh, they were weather balloons. Yeah, weather balloons that were in a fixed position in the sky for hours on end? No, that doesn't work that way. Unless they were tethered. Okay, but no, it wasn't that way at all. So, next article is from um, Jeffrey K. Rat, Rat, uh, or J. Red. He's He's got an awesome uh, website. He's on my email list. He's got a really good website. Um, I'll give you the link to that at the at the end of this. Um, let me just see if I can give it to you now. He writes some very insightful stuff. I don't know how in the world he has the time to write as much as he writes, but man, it's uh, www.lookupfellowship.com. www.lookupfellowship.com. Just all one word, and um, he's got some really insightful stuff up there. And I kind of gleaned from his, one of his last articles he wrote about this and added a little bit in that I found out just last night. He goes on to say, I wonder if this is what happens when you have the Pope giving a speech a few days back that he concludes by asking Mary to open a doorway. And here's what the Pope said exactly. And let us entrust ourselves again to the Mother of God, to Mary, and pray, you, the great believer, you, who have opened earth to heaven, help us open the doors today as well. So the Pope is asking Mary, and classifying her as what they call the great believer, and that she's the one that opened earth to heaven. Now what does that imply? Well, if 
what that implies is that Mary was the one that made it possible for us as born again, or, or as a Christian, if you call yourself a Christian. In their case, it would be a Catholic. She was the one that actually opened that door. It wasn't Jesus Christ. It wasn't Jesus Christ's death on the cross, his shed blood, his finished work on the cross, to pay our sin debt. No, it wasn't that. It was Mary that opened the door to heaven. And then he goes on to say, help us open the doors today as well. Now, there's no place in the Bible at all where it tells us to pray to Mary. That is an absolute abomination in the sight of God. Total 100%. Just one more aspect of the largest pseudo-Christian cult. Pseudo meaning false. Christian cult on the planet. The Catholic Church. Which is going to play a major part in the end time delusion. Really going along with the end time delusion. They're going to be a major, major player. They're going to be the most major player when it comes to Christianity. And most likely that false devil church is going to be uh, kind of like the mother harlot church that all the other false churches of the world come underneath. Um, so it's, it's almost like a, uh, like a satanic chicken gathering her little satanic chicks under her wings, if you will. Sorry, anyway. Um, so well, let's, let's look at just real quick. Let's look at the Bible and what it says about how we're supposed to pray. Okay. Cause I think that's pretty important. Uh, First Timothy 2.5 says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Because he was both fully man and fully God. Okay? That's how we get to Father God. Through the Lord Jesus Christ. Through his Son. There's one mediator. There's not two. They have actually classified Mary as what they call co-redemptrix now. Meaning, our Redeemer, according to the Catholic Church is partly Jesus Christ, but also partly Mary. That's a false gospel. That's another gospel. And the Bible is very clear that anyone, it, even if it's an angel in heaven, if they come to you preaching another, another gospel, let him be accursed. And then it says it in the next verse, the same thing. It says it twice. Let him be accursed. Or her. Whatever the, the circumstance may be. So, the Catholic Church is basically, you know, just by this one statement, saying, God, please curse us, because we are preaching another gospel, a works-based gospel, now a gospel that also includes Mary as having to be part of the redemption process. She's not a mediator between God and Mary. Mary's in heaven right now, okay? Mary is actually probably very, very sad over what is going on on earth, if she's permitted to know that. I, again, I'm not up in heaven, so I can't say for sure how much she's permitted to know. But there's a track that uh, Chick puts out, and it's called Why is Mary Crying? And it goes over that whole aspect of, you know, why is this the case? They've got some really good tracks regarding Catholicism. Okay, so um, let's go further here. Matthew 6, 9 says, After this manner, therefore pray ye. Now, this is Jesus Christ. Telling us how to pray. Okay. After this manner, therefore pray ye. Our Father, which art in heaven. Okay, so that's how we start out. Typically a prayer, that's the 
as far from a biblical standpoint, this is how we want to start our prayer. Okay, and then obviously that's the Lord's prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Okay, now granted, we don't want around. I, I don't believe that that's like the only way prayer we we say. Okay, that is more of a template in the manner in which we pray. I'm not saying you can't pray that as a prayer, but obviously, I think um, God wants more interaction than just that prayer. And we're not supposed to go around just praying rote prayers, meaning just like the Catholics do, like with their prayer uh, rosary beads and stuff like that. That's repetitious, vain prayer. Okay, so remember, there's a biblical balance that needs, needs to be struck there. But that's the manner in which we pray. Okay, and then John fifteen sixteen says, Ye have not chosen me, Jesus Christ again, personally. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. So Jesus Christ actually chooses us. Okay, and then he says, and ordained you. See, God knew the beginning from the end before we were ever created who was going to get saved and who wasn't. It, it says in the Bible, I believe to Jeremiah, before I formed thee, before I formed thee in the womb, I ordained thee a prophet, I knew thee, and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. So he knows us before we're formed in the womb. Well, how is that possible? Well, if we have a soul and spirit, the soul and spirit is what actually goes into, even at the moment, I believe at the moment of conception, and dwells in that fertilized egg at the moment of conception. Okay, when life is actually created. Well, the soul and spirit actually existed prior to that process, because God says, before I formed thee in the womb, I knew thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. And there's other verses that confirm that as well. So anyway, uh, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go forth and bring forth fruit. We're supposed to go forth and bring forth good fruit. A tree is known by its fruit. By their fruits ye shall know them. These are all things Jesus Christ said. Okay. Fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, goodness, faith, temperance. Those types of things are, are part of the fruit, okay? And, and there's, you know, there's good works and things like this. And of course, we're not working our way to heaven, but, you know, the Bible does say faith without works is dead. In other words, there should be evidence of it. But it's not the evidence that you're hoping earns your way into heaven. Now, I've done a whole teaching on salvation that you can access, you know, on YouTube, um, hopefully you might be able to still access it on my site, and, and eventually we will get these things taken care of on my website, but um, anyway, let's go further, and I, I would pray that you pray about that, because we're, we're just getting, I mean, I can't remember last time I was more attacked, um, just out of nowhere, I mean, just just attack after attack after attack, different various things were just being, you know, bombarded, and you know, that's what we should kind of expect, particularly regarding the end times, as evil men and seducers wax, and that word means grow, worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived, we're going to be attacked, and we're going to be persecuted as Christians. Um, Jesus Christ said, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. The, um, uh, the servant is not greater than the master. So, it's something we should actually be expecting. It's the trial of our faith which the Bible talks a lot about. So, um, let's see here. But just remember, we are more than overcomers through Jesus Christ our Lord. Okay, so, that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye ask of the Father in my name, 
he may give it you. So, you know, our Father who art in heaven, okay, but you ultimately ask it in the name of Jesus Christ, or the Lord Jesus Christ. That's how we end the prayer. So, anyway, I just wanted to give you a little thing there to, to kind of understand that, you know, the way that the Catholic Church prays is so incredibly unbiblical. You know, unbelievably unbiblical. And yet, you know, I, I'm sure the, the followers don't say a thing about it. So, let's go further. I also gave you my link to Mary, Goddess Worship, and the Queen of Heaven. I did a whole teaching on this particular subject. Um, and it's YouTube linked, so it should play fine. Uh, my comment on the next part. Sue Bradley, who um, is one of the... Uh, I think she works with some with Steve Quayle and a little bit with Raiders News Network. Anyway, Sue Bradley reported to Hawk, and Hawk is on Steve Quayle, that there was a high amount of satanic rituals being done in New York City on the 8th, the 9th, and the 10th, bringing together all the main crystal skulls together to open a stargate or a portal from this dimension into ours. I did some research and I actually confirmed this, because I, I heard this, I was listening to Hawk's report this last week, and he, he mentioned this near the start, and I said, hmm, I want to see if I can confirm that. Not that I didn't believe him, but I wanted to get some confirmation because when he said that, I've done I've done a teaching and I actually posted the link here. And it's entitled 2012, The Mayan Calendar, The Pole Shift, Crystal Skulls, Planet X, and Nibiru. I covered like all that stuff in one teaching. Not to say it was an exhaustive study. But I wanted to touch on those things because those are some really heavy-duty, new-age, end-time things that are being talked about a lot. Okay, so And I've also talked a lot about these stargates and these portals that these new-agers are actively seeking to open. They're trying to open these gates. Much like when the abyss is going to be opened, or the bottomless pit in the book of Revelation... Much like the angels that are bound, that are bound up on the uh, at the bottom of the river, the, the Euphrates, that they talk about unleashing. Okay, similar to that. Okay, it's, it's what we've also talked about in times past with CERN, the particle collider over in Europe. How that they're trying to create all these you know mini black holes and, and stranglets and, and create what they call black dark matter and these types of things. It's very very similar. Um, to that. And there's people that go around, I reported on them about probably about a month ago, and they're very close to uh, where I live, actually. And they're called the Star Doves, and they go around and they have all of these occult ceremonies where they're actively trying to open these st- portals and their stargates, and they, they typically will go to specific areas to do this that have special occult significance to them. And you may say, oh, there's nothing to any of that. Well, you know what? The witches know better. The witches, the warlocks, and the occultists know better. So I, myself, go to these places and try to shut down whatever they're trying to do through prayer and fasting and these types of things. And and praying against them. Not if you can't go there, then you can pray against this stuff. Um, And they also will view different dates with special occult significance. 10-10-10, which is what we just had, which only would occur once every hundred years, was a very occultically significant date. That was about a week ago, 10-10-10. Okay? 
Well, that was a big deal to them. And it's no wonder that they, they all of a sudden decided to gather, regather these 13 crystal skulls, and I've reported on this in times past, in New York City, and guess where they first gathered them at? The United Nations. Probably at that cursed United Nations meditation slash prayer room that I've also reported on very much in times past, where it has that gigantic piece of what they call, it's the largest piece of magnetite on the planet that they've got in this prayer room. It's like this magnetically charged, satanically charged altar in this trapezoidal-shaped room at the United Nations Prayer Building in New York City. I mean, it doesn't get a whole lot more demonic than that. And that's where they brought the old crystal skulls to finally reunite them. This is a really big deal, the the reuniting of these. And I, I went up and I found the advertisement for this event. I even give you a little picture of one of the crystal skulls. They're just adorable. I, I want to get maybe one for a key key fob or something for my keychain. Just sorry, just kidding, teasing. Anyway, um, it's it's advertised ten 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 New York City Mayan elders. They've actually got Mayan supposedly these Mayan shaman witchcraft doctor elders that were there. I looked at the whole list of their speakers and people that were going to be there. Uh, they had the ancient crystal skulls and the what they call the Atlantean orb. I give you the link there if you want to see what that is more. Uh, but just remember, it's pure New Age. You're dealing with witches and warlocks and these types of things. October 8th at the United Nations. And, um, and then the ancient crystal skulls event on the 9th and the 10th, excuse me, with private sessions and workshops being scheduled on the 11th and 12th. So evidently, they even extended it to the 11th and the 12th at the Edgar Casey Center in New York City. Edgar Casey, for those of you that don't know, was this uh, totally demonically possessed. I'm trying to think how to refer to him in the proper way. He would call himself some type of clairvoyant prophet. He had made all these predictions. A ton of them have never, ever come to pass. Okay, Deuteronomy 18 shows the mark of a true prophet. And that is, whatever that guy says is supposed to come to pass, essentially. Deuteronomy 18, if you look at that, this is a test of a prophet. And if he says he's from God... If what he predicts doesn't come to pass, he's not from God. And also, if what he predicts, even if it comes to pass, if it contradicts the Bible, he's not of God as well. And you have to go about one or two chapters back to find that part of the warning about false prophets. Okay, So, that's what got me out of the charismatic movement a long, long time ago. I had all these people coming up to me giving me supposed words from God, and they never came to pass. And I'm thinking, well, no, Deuteronomy 18 says that if they're of God, it's supposed to come to pass. They're supposed to be nailing it 100% of the time. Yet they weren't. And I'm like, well, there's a problem here. You know? And um, they that's the problem with charismania, is they just go from one tickling, itching ear, tickling word to the other, and they don't even question the fact that these things aren't even coming to pass. Or if they do, even if they were coming to pass... Some of the time, you know, you're supposed to be getting it right 100% of the time, not just 20%. So anyway, uh, that was just one of the things that got me out of that. Uh, The legend tells that the 13 ancient crystal skulls, which are the same size and shape as a human skull, are made of pure crystal. 
left behind in our earlier ancestors way back in the mists of time, before our collective memory can recall. Are these the celestial prototypes for human incarnation? Or the remains of an Atlantean civilization's communication with the gods? Or the manifestation of spirit in form now appearing to shift the magnetic frequency of the earth? Now, I know that's um, incredibly new age, and it is. Um, Essentially what they're saying is these crystal skulls, they've done studies on this type of crystal and they found that it does have the potential to store massive, massive amounts of information. How that works, I'm not 100% sure. Okay, They've done studies on these crystal skulls. They've been found in different parts of the earth and like different like temples and things of this nature. Sometimes you know, under the water, sometimes in temples, wherever. And we supposedly don't even have the technology to produce one of these things. That's how advanced the technology would be. Well, most likely what we're dealing with here is some type of technology that is left over from the days of Noah. Or maybe after. Maybe after, because remember, there were giants in the land after as well, and the Bible predicts that in Genesis 6. It says there were giants in the, in, in the land in those days, and also after that. Well, what was after the days of Noah? After the flood. Well, when they went into the promised land, what did they encounter? Giants. They said that we were as grasshoppers in their sights. And it made the uh, initial um, spies that went into spy out the promised land, most of them, not all of them, but most of them, that made them so afraid. And that, that was why, essentially, one of the main reasons why they had to wander in the wilderness for 40 more years. Because they didn't have the faith to believe God said to them, go in and possess the land. They didn't have the faith to believe they could defeat these giants. When it had to be God doing it anyway. It had to be the Lord intervening. And when they finally, you know, did go in 40 years later, after that generation had passed away, essentially, they, they defeated them through the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? But you've got to have the faith to believe that. So, anyway, that's why I'm saying this, this stuff shouldn't, like, freak you out or get you upset or, or disturb your faith. It's just, you know, it's not anything that, that's going to fool or sneak up on God. Okay? He's well aware of all this garbage. And these are things that I wish I would have known about this. I would have been praying against this. I had no idea that they were doing this. Um, but anyway, let's go further. Uh, either way, and I'm reading from their advertisement, either way these crystal skulls appear to be a source of great knowledge and wisdom. To some they contain information about our past history of the planet and the future of mankind. The legend also prophesied that one day at a time of great crisis for all humanity, 13 crystal skulls would be rediscovered and unify themselves together again to reveal information vital to the very survival of the human race. In other words, Everything I've read about these crystal skulls, by themselves, they're very, very powerful. People that actually are in the presence of these things, particularly if they're involved in the occult, will have like these unbelievable experiences. I mean, sometimes they're almost like out-of-body experiences. They get in the presence of these things, and they literally refer to these crystal skulls almost like... It's almost like meeting a person. When, when you see the way they talk about them. Yes, I met this particular skull. And I mean, and many times they'll actually have things that are communicated to them. They'll see visions. They'll look into the skull and see different things. I mean, it's, it's really from an occult standpoint, a smorgasbord of devil activity, if you will. So anyway, um, 
they're saying that these crystal skulls, then the, the legend has it that these they would be rediscovered and reunited, these 13, we're going to get 13, the number of rebellion. And remember, all the UFO sightings took place on October 13th. And here you have October, now we're going into the to, uh, good old uh, Halloween. I've done a study on that, I'll probably put that out in the next week. I, I just put that same one out every year just to reiterate that that's, you know, it's, well, it's Satan's birthday. I mean, hey, why not, you know, it's definitely something a Christian should be celebrating, don't you think? No, just kidding. But anyway, um, there, there's a ton of Christians, though, that do celebrate, that call themselves Christians. Uh, anyway, let's go further. The clarion call now has been answered to to regather the 13 crystal skulls from around the world for the historic crystal skulls event called the Legend of the 13 Crystal Skulls. A little bit redundant in their in their speech patterns there, in their verbiage. Anyway, this was a full circle event. This was real. This was authentic. And it was time. Also, this was the first time ever the, quote, skull of consciousness my personal favorite, uh, which is an atomically accurate 33-pound crystal skull. Huh, 33 is very highly occultically significant, too. The whole thing with 33rd-degree masons, and you could do a whole study on the number 33. But anyway, the skull of consciousness, this, this bad boy's 33 pounds. It's formidable. I wish I could have just had... I don't know, five minutes alone with all these crystal skulls and a sledgehammer? I just wish I could have had, had a private audience with all 13 of these and my own little personal, I would introduce them to Mr. Sledgehammer. Yeah. Oh, I would love that. That would warm the cockles of my heart. Oh, yeah. Because I'm telling you, if, if you ever, uh, I'm not telling you to go out and vandalize, I'm just saying that... Um, I would have really liked to have done that, sure. Um, but hey, I wasn't there, didn't know about it, that type of thing. Not saying that's something I'd march in the, the, the thing and do, but uh, the point I'm trying to make is with cursed objects, the best thing that can be done with them is absolute total destruction. And then burn whatever's left over. And, that, and there's Bible for that. I mean, even in Acts, when these people got saved, they brought together all their books of curious arts. That not not they weren't book about arts, but their their witchcraft manuals essentially. And they brought them together, and they burned them. Okay, because these things are cursed. Now, if there was anything that was cursed on the planet, I mean, a crystal skull. Come on. And, and I mean, look at how the New Agers just flock to these things. They, they worship these things. I mean, this is a big deal to them. So anyway, um, and again, I, uh, you might want to click. I give you the link to my teaching I did on this. You might want to click on that and you'll learn a little bit more about that. Anyway, they will be closing this event with a rare 13 crystal st- skull ceremony. So that's how they concluded things in that was what ended up happening there. So, again, it was in the same exact time frame as these UFOs manifested, or, or right before it happened. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and go to part two here, and we'll pick up where we left off in, in the next part. God bless you. If you would like to sign up for Scott Johnson's free Christian current events and health newsletters, please email him at Dr. Johnson at ix.netcom.com. That's 
D-R-J-O-H-N-S-O-N at the letter I, the letter X, dot N-E-T-C-O-M dot com with the word subscribe in the subject line. Scott Johnson's weekly audios are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H dot com. Please help us continue this work. To support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2nd Line, 450 Conover, C-O-N-O-V-E-R, Boulevard West, number 202, 3rd Line, Conover, North Carolina, 28613. Or on the internet, PayPal can be used at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.